Well, hello guys. No live show tonight, but uh, we are back for season three of G30. Crazy to say, I think this is like our 49th episode. If I'm not mistaken, it might be the 50th episode. Let's see, I think we, I think we might be coming up on 50 because we had that episode zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. The, the pilot. So I'm here, count as usual, with Big Mike and Tim for season three. What's up, guys? Yo, what's going on? Glad to glad to be here. Glad to be back for another season of hopefully not disappointing Galaxy Soccer. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want to be sad again. Yeah. Man. Last year got a little sticky, right? Mike busy with school. Me with the kid. Timmy, you're you, Timmy's a fucking jet setter everywhere. Oh God. <laughs> Timmy's like Drake, dude. You don't know where Timmy's Timmy, at, but you always know Timmy he's is doing like stuff. Drake. Yeah, man, I got to keep it solo or quiet. Nowadays. Yeah, dude, real quiet. I don't even know what you're doing, Tim. Like, I'll get a text from you and you're like, I'm in Turks and Caicos. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm recommitting, guys. I'm recommitting. And I think that we should stay true to our name and keep it to a tight 30 minutes this, this season. What do you think? Sounds good. Man, you know, I don't, I don't care about the length of uh, the episodes, you know, staying true to the 30 is awesome. But if we could maybe do more than 30 episodes a season, I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a W for sure. Oh, you want to do you want to do let's set a benchmark. How many episodes do you think we do? Mm, not counting then. League's Cup, not counting League's Cup. Let, so we have to decide, like, are we going to cover everything? Because that's like 60 games. Yeah. Or are we just going to do the league? What do we think? You know, we always sort of clump them together. Um, yeah. I think if I had to put a line at where we were at, and if I had to bet on us making episodes, I say our line is like 20, and it can be anywhere over or under that. Well, duh. If it's, Yeah. <laughs> it could be anywhere. It could be any number. Well, no, I'm just saying 20. I think 20 is where we're at. It okay. might be a little under or a little over. 20 weeks. I think we can hit 30 episodes this year. Yeah, I think we G30, could. Th- season 3, G30, 30 episodes. That's my yeah. goal. What do you Golden think? number. Yeah, I think we could hit 30. Maybe 32. Okay. We'll miss, you know, things will happen. People will get busy. Life will happen. But let's let's preview this season, dude. Um, so, a lot, yeah, a lot has been going on. Um, since we've last spoke, the French connection is gone. Sega Woo-hoo! is the only one left. My grandsir jersey is vintage now. Yeah, wow. hang that one up. <laughs> hang that one up. Um, yeah. What else has happened? Oh, yeah, a boycott. Mike, mm-hmm. you've been talking about that for a long time, so we'll we'll circle around to that in a little bit. Um, we've brought in some players, Timmy, you've been to some of the preseason games, so you've had more eyes than anybody on, on the new guys. Oh man, I'm not ready to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the game against LAFC. What a fucking episode guys. What a yeah. fucking season one, season three, starting strong. So, um, uh, Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, oh, do you have something to say? Mm-mm. Oh, we're rusty, man. Okay. Let's, let's start with Apple TV. So Apple TV is pretty dope so far. I mean, the Galaxy content is thin, um, but I was at home watching the Toronto game. And honestly, boys, like the quality was fucking good. Um, The pre-show was good. Um, The ability to change to Joe if you want to get the home stream 
was good. Um, and it was nice. Um, it was nice. Mike, I know you watched the replay mm-hmm. after. How was that experience? Um, I really enjoyed the replay. It sort of reminded me of how the featured games would be like on ESPN Plus, where you just sort of tune in and you watch it and it gives you everything from like the commercials, the pregame show, what goes on at halftime. I mean, I think it's great. But my one gripe with these things, as it always tends to be as we move forward into the future and the consumption of media, is that we are starting to see companies take a more of a minimalist approach. And I was able to really pick up on that from the from the replay or what I watched. Like the graphics weren't detailed. Were they clean? Yes. But it's sort of the MLS is sort of falling in line with Apple's recent direction of keeping things very minimalist. Oh, and interesting. I'm sure cool. that'll grow. I'm sure that'll grow. But I'm, I'm used to seeing like our crest and I'm not used to just seeing a little white box to, you know, represent yeah. the, the jersey color. So, you know, what's interesting. Um, I was listening to Corner of the Galaxy earlier and they were saying in their last episode that they don't have like the final graphics package that the teams have until like basically tomorrow um, to provide like the media suite of things like the graphics and and the the pro player profiles and like the extra media and shit that they're all responsible for now. So we'll see. That might change. Um, Timmy, you were in the stadium. So what oh, was what was it like there? I mean, I guess we'll talk about the boycott in a minute, but just being there, was there anything new or different? Very, very different. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like the first preseason game we went to, it was absolutely dead. Like, I couldn't believe like how quiet the stadium was. Like, like you could literally than- hear Greg. You could hear Greg scream. You could hear the players say, "Hey, hey, hey, ball here, ball here." This time, I was like, "Dude, like I couldn't believe it." Because we're so used to, like, the ACB, Victoria Block, going, like, crazy on the drums, singing the chants, everything. Even but in then, preseason, yeah. yeah. Even in preseason, like, you'll hear it. Like, you won't, you won't hear the players at all. But, like, this time it was, like, dramatically different. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was, it felt like I was at, like, a college game. Like, I'm not going to lie. What? Like, what? It, what was the like? Was there anything new about the physical like stadium, or did you notice it? Like, was no um, nothing really. Like, they're kind of teasing. Like, you know how they ha- uh, were promoting the jersey, kind of. Yeah. Like they were teasing the colors a little bit during the little promos and stuff like that. But other than that, like nothing really stood out to me. It was all pretty much the same. Like it felt like like leftover things from last year. That's how it felt. But, yeah, there's always a degree of that in the preseason. Um, let's talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit. So the jersey release happened too, and yo, people were pissed. Yeah, they were not um, happy. Yeah, so like having gone to the last couple, like dude, when they rented out Staples Center and they had the whole fucking team there, and when they rented out the movies and like they had all the players there and like all the cool shit. I heard that they kind of promised, you know, player autographs and this and that, like they usually do. And like, it started at six 30 and was over at seven. And like, they were customizing jerseys. Like no one came out. Apparently Tyler Boyd was up there. Um, the new signing and, uh, it was like super awkward. Um, and there was like may- not maybe 200 people is the number I heard. Um, and of course a protest outside of, that with you know with the boycott going so i think that um that what you know let's get the mess out of the way 
and then we'll get to the hopefully happier stuff later. But, you know, we've been talking a long time about boycotts. Mike, you and I have been talking a lot about the fact that um, this team isn't fan owned, right? Like Dortmund or even like Wrexham, right? Wrexham's yeah. really popular right now. Um, so it's one thing when part fan owners and like the Packers too, right? Um, like part fan owners, season ticket members boycott, but um, they seem to be in a, in a deadlock right now um, with the front office. And it's, it's not really clear where, where it's going to go because I'm, I'm not sure outside of like the support Timmy's talking about and um, you know, maybe a long-term financial impact Um I, I'm, I'm not sure where you go from here, right? Like the goal is to hurt them financially, right? Um, rightfully so. Chris Klein has round, ran the, the club into the ground, right? But um, who flinches first, Mike? Um, you know what? I in, in regards of the way that our club is ran, you had touched upon Dortmund, and I'd like to take a second to sort of acknowledge what they have and how their club is owned. But essentially, in German football, they have a fifty plus run, fifty plus one rule, which pretty much means that, um, by extension, fans hold a majority of their own vo- voting rights. So that pretty much allows like private investors can't own more than forty nine percent of the club, and it allows for the fans to ultimately have the final say. And I'm not too sure that's conducted, but I would imagine it's a board of fans that the fans then consult yeah. to make decisions. So there's like but- a, an episode on Wrexham where they they go through that. Like there is like a mm-hmm. special board meeting just for mm-hmm. like the fan like representatives, basically. Yeah. So I I, I think that's a really great way that you know. A club can operate and as you know as just football fans in general we're very aware that you know Dortmund has has been a fantastic club for the past few decades or so but um it sort of puts it to shame how the supporters me you and the supporter groups how all of us are sort of hung in the balance and are kind of taken as collateral damage for anything that happens at the club from here on out so um ultimately if I had to say who will flinch first i think the supporters will flinch and jump first at um just dropping the boycott you know i do really commend all the supporter groups for holding out and making their voices heard and to say that we haven't been heard is an understatement because the ownership definitely knows what's going on and i feel like they're feeling the lack of our presence at these preseason outings but um uh, all it takes, and it's so it like it hurts my heart to say it, but our fan base is so fickle that like all it takes is a good run of form, and you could guarantee that you know the attendance is gonna shoot through the roof. I think. Yeah. I think people will forget about it. Yeah. To be very clear, we respect what the supporters are doing, and like we support the supporters, and we support you know people showing boycott however they want to. You know, like it's the reality of the matter is, is like it's it's church for some people um people have spent like a shit ton of money already like obviously the supporters have all bought their season tickets already like they're out money you know so it's it's really really hard but i think i think it's it's clear here that we are in in support of the supporters what we're doing now is just trying to think about how this plays out long term timmy what do you think i kind of agree with you guys like i think eventually once we get 
once the Galaxy have like a good run of form, they're gonna the fans are gonna like kind of like switch up, I guess. Like, like, like you guys said, like we're all for change. We're all for them boycotting, getting the message across. Because like, like you guys said, like they know what we're saying. Like they can obviously hear us, but they've potentially said like they've been, they've been ignoring us if anything like they hear us but like they've been like ignoring us if you guys get what i mean they hear us like, but they're not listening to us exactly like like in the last like interview he did with kevin baxter i, I believe it was he basically said like hey i'm <laughs> here for a long time whether you guys like it or not he basically that's basically what he said in that kevin baxter interview where, where he said that he signed a multi-year extension with the galaxy he was like hey I'm here whether you guys like it or not. So my client client said this? Yeah, it was in a Kevin Baxter article like a couple days ago. Oh shit. Yeah, and we're like, wow. Like he's going to Kevin Baxter to like, you know, send his information. That's how you know it's bad, bro. Like Yeah, man. It's super disheartening too how they also announced his extension as well in the newspaper. I think it was not even and it's really it's even more sad because they just don't have the respect. To us fans mm-hmm. to say like, hey, we know you guys aren't gonna like this, but Chris Klein has decided for such and such amount of well, time. It's just, and, yeah, it's just Andrew, embarrassing. Andrew, the president of Lars, like they they purposely released their statement too, like on a Friday at the end too, like see how you guys like it, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. it was it, you know, so it's it's really heated. Uh, Mike, you have a thought, and then I'll tell you what I know um. or what I've heard. Yeah, so just to tail back to um the Chris Klein extension that I feel like was was looming and we all knew it was coming, but I think it is the biggest fuck you from Literally. the galaxy. I think it's the biggest fuck you because I'd rather take a fuck you to your face than for me have to go find it out and then be like, oh, okay, you're fucking me over and you were sneaky about it um that's how they do that's how yeah. they do it, man. Um, I I'm 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 truthfully really sad that this is the state of our ownership at the moment and they can't be trans- transparent. And to be honest, I don't think we've ever been the most transparent club in the way we do our business, unless it's in our face. Um, but I think this is the first time in a very long time with the galaxy, at least that it's just not even like an angry feeling for me as a supporter, but it's just, it's a defeating one. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, there's not a lot like I'm, it's the same with all the supporters. Like there's just no resilience to get back to the stadium and watch the team continue to invest poorly and then be disappointed at the end of the season. But hopefully that turns around. Um, as much as we uh, hate it, Chris Klein is here to stay for the long run, or the foreseeable long run. And and he makes the club money. And he makes the club money. Yeah. So we could finish bottom of the West, but you know those Cheech jerseys are going to fucking fly off the shelves. So, yeah, um, yeah man, that's <sighs> that's my spill. It's just disheartening and disappointing, mm-hmm. man. Like. I didn't want to have to find out like that, and I'm pretty sure no one else. It's it's a, it's such way. a different feeling too, because it's generally this anger that this resounding anger with the fan base being like "fuck you." And granted, there is anger because the the disappointment and the defeatedness is founded from anger. But we can't continue to be angry like this, and I feel like the fan base more than ever is super deflated. Yeah, we just we just shouldn't be surprised at this point because like, like zero, we're just, we're just, zero excitement right going into the season. It's like ugh. literally. And we probably like we should be like hyped because we just signed this new and young and up and coming right back from Fluminense, who is a very like you know contending team in Brazil. By the way, they're like very well known in Brazil, and let's, and he's young as well. Let's let's crazy. like 
Yeah, let's transition a little bit, Timmy, to your point. Um, And I I think a way to do that is to talk about what Raheem – we'll talk about players in a minute, but – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raheem, you know, put out today – he was like, you know, I'm not – we're not begging. Like, he's – what's interesting is he said, you know, I'm a supporter of fans in other leagues. Or, I'm sorry, I'm a supporter of teams in other leagues. Um, So I get it, and I get being mad, and I know, like, the Galaxy is – been through a lot recently but he's like we need you and like ricky has posted like we need you and she's been like i'm hurt and we'll talk about that in a minute but like we need to be there they have kino on the instagrams you know like the full state media is like out full force right yeah Uh, it reeks desperation though it does it's desperate yes yeah but you know, for better or worse, we have a squad. Um, Timmy, you you brought up the point that we're probably about to announce this this young right back, Lucas Caligari. Caligari, we'll figure out how to say it. Yeah, soon. Um, but it's it's looking like a like he will slot into that Julian role. Which is great the, news at the under twenty two role, which allows you to sign. I think you have to sign a young DP. I think you can't have Ephraim and Ricky and an old DP. So like one of the, the free DP has to be a young DP. And then there's been rumors lately about um, Costa not being around and like maybe there's a buyout and the deadline for a buyout is tomorrow, Friday, uh, 2.24. Yeah. Um, like they did with Gio, right? On the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, they said he hasn't been around, so it's interesting with you know rumors of Marcelo, rumors of Isco, this young guy like Tyler Boyd. We found out is just a one year. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. So this guy's gonna occupy the young spot, which means you need one young DP. The question is, do you get rid of like Costa somehow and then have another DP, or like it's it's unclear and it's kind of. Shocking how unclear it is going into a game in two days, right? So, like, we have a squad to play and it's solid, it's no worse than our squad at the end of last year. Um, you know, one minute from beating LAFC. But, Timmy, you, you've had eyes on these guys in the stadium. What are you seeing? Is it, is it bad? Like, I know you were, you were not feeling it, but like, maybe you can give us bright spots and then like worries. Okay, bright spots. They are still able to create chances, which is great. The midfield, even with Delgado and even with like Aguirre and Saldano, like our depth for the midfield looks good. Looks great. Brugman looks solid as ever. Oh, we Pooch. have Rossell now too, right? Mm-hmm. We have Yuri Rossell, which is also very promising. I mean, we saw him play a little bit last preseason game. He looked okay, but I think he'll, like you said, like about Mavinga as well, like he'll, they'll glue together. But like, the midfield looked great. The creations that we were creating were like awesome, great. The flow, like it, like everything just looked good. Like, especially like the second game, they looked a lot better than the first preseason game. I will say this: like we looked like a playoff contending team. I will say that. Okay, but for the worries, oh man, like the first, like my big, big, big worry is. Raheem going into this season because as you guys all saw or like we're keeping up with during the Coachella preseason game if you were then yeah he gave away 
like a chance, I believe it was in uh, in Coachella. Like he almost gave away two chances, right? Yeah, he gave uh, up some in the box, I think, right? Yes, and that's like a big, big no no. Like we cannot have that, especially going into like the Rose Bowl game, which is very, very important. Like that's a big no no. And I saw it in the in the second preseason game. He gave away a really sloppy pass from the back straight to the middle of the field and gave it like right to a Toronto player. And it almost gave him like the second goal, like the first goal. I'm like, oh my God, like this is not the Raheem that we saw from the like last year's preseason games where he was like on fire. He was like glued to the ball with his feet. He made like very like simple passes. He didn't overcomplicate things. Like, but now like he just looked really shaky. Like he didn't look like the Raheem I knew from last year. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it was very, it was, huh? Remember down the stretch too, he's like, he plays real try hard, right? He plays hero ball. He's like, yes, he's got penalties and shit, and like, so it's it's a worry. Yes, it's a very very big worry, especially for our starting left back that plays like that. Like, thank God we have Chase. Like, Chase is, I would say this Chase does look more solid, but like, you know, he's not going to be able to like do what Raheem does. If you get what I mean, like Raheem can go up and down the field. Chase can't do that like the entire game. Well, but hey Mike, Mike, if we bring Marcelo, then we can put we can. Put- <laughs> Raheem in the mid in the midfield where he belongs and have winger depth. What do you think about that? What do you think about Bar- Marcelo, Mike? These rumors. No, no, <laughs> I'm fine. No, I'm no, no. Um, I feel like I speak for everyone. No, uh, no, not for everyone. I speak for myself. Um, I don't want him. Don't want him. Literally, this guy or this kid, this Caligari guy, or. Yeah, give Calgary. us the stat, give us the stats on the right back and then yeah, we'll talk about the other back. All right, man. So um more news on this kid from Brazil, uh Caligari. He has just made or is pending to make a transfer to the galaxy, as I'm sure all of us are aware. Um he's coming from Fluminense. So he has spent some time playing in Brazil, like I think Marcelo has done as well as of late. And um Marcelo's been at Olympiacos. Olympiacos, sorry. Well yeah, also irrelevant. Don't matter. And you're 36. (laughs) Don't care. Um (laughs) but um yeah this this Caligari Caligari kid looks pretty pretty good. He's um he has a lot of positional um versatility which I think is a green flag for us as we kind of have a shaky back line or I don't even want to say shaky but I think a lot of it is our back line is full of a bunch of revolving doors but um, this kid has played anywhere from both fullbacks center back CM and he's also pushed forward into right mid when needed to Um, he's only 20 Mike he's only yeah he is only twenty years old. Um, I am older than him, and that is that's disheartening. Yeah, I'm welcome, welcome to this side happening. of the fence, Bucko. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I was like, damn, he's twenty. He's, he's lodged six thousand two hundred and eighty-three minutes since his debut in Brazil, and um, it looks promising. He's a he's a tall kid. I don't know what this uh what the height transfers over to in inches, but I'm here on transfer market, and he's at one. Comma seven one meters. I don't know what that translates 1. into. 7. I want to seven one meters. Yeah, one point seven one meters. So, buddy might be tall, but he might be small. Um, <laughs> uh, don't know the metric system, dude. I don't know the metric it system. Is, it's five. It's five six. Okay, he's five six. So he's definitely on oh, the tinier end and does and doesn't. He's fill, a little. He's a little quick guy. Yeah, doesn't fill the physical presence that Julian has left. But I mean, if we could trade off the physical aspect for a little bit more technicality, then I think I think we have. Ourself a foreseeable right back for the future, knock on wood. 
Hey, we uh, might have the future Danny Elvis. Yeah, cool. man. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to look at he's, it for sure. So I hope so. He's on a loan for two mil with option to buy. For those of you youngins, this is your Galaxy History Corner, but Janinho and Marcelo, both Brazilians, were first loan options and then purchases. Huh. Mm, it's in our DNA. It is in our DNA. And then huh. you know, we love our Brazilians. Maybe Marcelo, but probably not. Let's move up the field. Ricky, Delgado, uh, Brugman, we know that's happening. Uh, we'll get to the forwards in a minute, but on the wings, we have Memo. Um, who I've heard is quietly very solid, Timmy. Oh, yeah. I was going to, I totally forgot to mention him. He looks very, very solid, especially if he's just a depth piece. Like last, last year, he could have definitely started 100%. Yeah, he was but depth he, in, he was depth yeah. in Houston. Yes. Like he, he's quick. His passing's just one, two, go. He is like, he's just sharp. Like, I'm surprised we got him for free, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, he looks very, very sharp, very promising. Also, if you guys don't remember, he gave us a problem on our like our last game, like the when we oh, lost three yeah. two. He gave us a fucking problem, man. Like, I, I was like, I hate this guy. I don't ever want to play against this guy again. And now look, he's on the galaxy, man. Um. Okay, and then we have Tyler Boyd, who again for the young ones, he is a New Zealander, essentially, mm-hmm. but he plays for the U.S. He was one of those. Kind of in between, maybe I want to say like at the beginning of the last cycle or maybe at the end of Klinsman's time, um, a few years ago, he, mm-hmm. he was kind of breaking into the U.S. team that didn't happen. He hadn't played a lot in Turkey, but he's, you know, I see him as a legit replacement. Yeah, yeah, I, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's always nice to see um, American talent find its way back into the galaxy which is fun and i mean i'm i'd I'd like to say that i'm familiar with tyler boyd i mean he's definitely approaching or he's definitely on the wrong end of his 20s but you know there's nothing wrong with that it has experience but we can really deploy him anywhere he's had experience anywhere across that front three and even as a central attacking midfielder if we choose to deploy one as we head into this season so i'm excited for tyler boyd i'm always a i'm all i always like to root for for american talent and um it gives people another reason to, you know, get behind the guy. Yeah. I also saw him play for like a good, I believe, 25 minutes for preseason. He's mm-hmm. a dog count. You're going to like him. He's a dog. Like, Which he one? will not back down from the smoke. Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Oh, no, I love Tyler Boyd. No, I've seen him play before. Um, yeah. yeah I've, I've heard he has a little bit of the the grit that maybe we're missing in the midfield yes. a little bit. Yes. Like, I, there was like a confrontation on like the the left side of the field. And he was like on it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a dog. He's got that dog in him. He has that dog in him. Yeah. <laughs> he looks sick, man. I'm excited for him. If, if there's any signing that I feel like I'm stoked for is that I'm looking forward to seeing what Tyler Boyd can contribute in his year it's, that he has here. It's huge upside, man. Like, I thought he'd be like Tam Tam for real. Mm-hmm. Um, And we got him, of course, because they got rid of the allocation order. So, mm-hmm. like, yep. so we can just anybody can just go in. Huh. We didn't talk about Kansas City having the uh, rights to Ronaldo. Apparently, that, yeah, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> oh, weird, yeah. man. All of all of those mechanisms are kind of starting to go away. 
Thank um, God. Let's talk about the forwards. Let's talk about predictions. And then I think that'll be it, boys. So it's, it's coming up that um, Chichai is hurt. Surprise. Boo. 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 Dude, he had a good season last year. I'm, you know, I, I like, you know, I've grown to like him. Um, mm -hmm. His hammy, dude, he's getting old. He's getting there, man, unfortunately. Yeah. And as a long time, or not a long time cheat hater, I don't even want to, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely a long time cheat hater. Um, what have never been, or I've never been Cheech's biggest fan, but he's really found a way to, you know, win us over here. And he's been classy for the most part, I'd like to think. So it's sad to see him, you know, it's riding into the sunset because this, I think this is the last we'll see of Cheech very soon. Yeah. 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 And it gives room at least for our new number nine, Dan Yovelich. Yep. There Ephra, we go. Ephra rocking the number seven wing jersey. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. And by the way, another thing from preseason, Ivra being lethal. Like, like I was texting Count oh. during the game. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Dude. Who is this? This is not the Ivra I know. He this always dude, does this. He yeah, always know. does it. He, he always, always does it. does this. And it's great, but this time he okay. Look, I'm gonna probably keep repeating this, but he looked different this time. Like this sure. dude dribbled through three players, and then he shot with his like it looked with his left, and he was like unbalanced, and he just bags it, and then he does yeah, the rock. That was a good I'm like, who the hell does he think he is, bro? Apparently, he's got a personal trainer and shit now. So like, we'll yeah, see. as as should have been the case, right? Like, let's not applaud these players for doing the bare minimum. It's like, huh. There, you know, there's a reason why players have longevity, and it's because they invest in nutrition, they invest in a personal trainer. They That's what Sasha Kleshin's shit was about. Yeah. 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 Like, wow. Oh my God. Good job for Ephra bagging a goal <laughs> against Toronto in the preseason. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. Oh, and really quick before we move on, Isco is coming around again, and both Isco and Marcelo, bro, they're just like failing physicals everywhere. So let's just. Keep keep that in mind when we're talking about DPS, but uh, there's no there's no point in talking about DPS right now because no one's gonna come here because the season's still going on and we can't sign people in the fucking transfer window in the summer because we're cheaters. Um, so that. that that is that, but it is also coming out that the playoff format has expanded. Have you guys seen this? Yes, and it's terrible. So there's a wild card game. Eight and nine play wild card. No, it's like a play-in. Yeah, a play-in. Like the NBA. And then the first and yeah, and the first two rounds are best of three for some reason. Again, MLS history boys. The playoffs used to be home and away. And then it took too long in the international breaks and stuff. So that's it went to knockout, if you if you don't know that. But it used to be home and away. But they're doing home away home, home away home, then knockout, knockout, and then it's the final. So they're they're trying to make a lot of money. Um, the league's cup is going to be another, if you don't know what the league's cup is, Google it. It's a giant group multi-league thing, but like, it's another, like Greg Vanny was saying, they're going to be playing like 60 games this season, dude. And MLS teams yes. do not have the cap or the roster sizes. They're not like European teams, right? Like, nope. no, they're going to run these dudes into the ground. Yeah. Um, we're going to see some torn ACLs, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. So there's that. Um, but with that being said, now's our time. First question. Uh, Mike, I'm going to go to you first. Boom player or, and granted, we don't have a full roster yet. We'll see, but who's your, who's your boom player? Who's your bust player this year, Mike? 
Mm, man, I've always missed on these. Um, I'd like to, uh, with with Cheech's limited ability or seemingly limited ability, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Dejan. He's finally gonna have his his breakout year, and I think he finally gets the time he deserves. So I'd like to take Dejan as my boom player. Bust wise, um, I'm I'm gonna say Ephra. I'm gonna say Ephra. Gonna bust again. I think Ephra is gonna bust yet again. Um, there's something that is strung along about his career and his time with the Galaxy that it just seems that he gets hot at that right time, and we all think he's gonna strike when the iron is hot, and then he goes cold, and then he bitches, and then he wants, and then he drags his feet up and down the pitch because he thinks he's the shit. But unfortunately for him, we have replacements for you now, buddy. We got Tyler Boyd, and we got people on the way. So I think hopefully Effer uses this to light like a fire under his ass, but I still think it's gonna come short again. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to say Dejan Bust, Ephra, or no, Dejan Boom, Ephra Bust. Timmy, what about you? My Boom player for this season will be Ricky Pooch. This um... is his time. He has one full season ahead of him of MLS. Look at what he did with just a couple months in the MLS. I think he had like eight, six assists and like a, two goals. And... I just think now that he has a full season ahead of him, he has a lot more lethal players in his on the front line now. And I just think he will have assists left and right, goals here and there. And I just think he's just going to tear this league apart. And a lot of people were saying he's going to be the MVP for us this season, which I I can agree on. I think he's going to absolutely smash it this season. So that's he my called, boom player. He called his shot. He pointed. He said, I'm going to go for the MVP. And I think he will. He has the quality to do it. Who's that dude bird? is an engine. Who's your bust? My bust, only because I will say it's recency bias, but my bust player will be Raheem Edwards. Ah, uh, that's a good Those, point. yes, because, uh, like, he, how old is he now? He's, like, 26? He's like, he's, like, should be in his prime, yeah. Yes, and he's making those mistakes in a preseason game. Like, I'll give him this. It is a preseason game. But those are like big, like no nos. Like he should know better not to pass the ball in the middle or give away balls in the box. Like that's a big no no, and that's a big, big red flag to me. So that's why I'm saying he is my bust player for this year. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. But as of right now, that's where my mind is at. Yeah, Timmy, you took mine. In the words of our good friend Darius, if he's listening, <laughs> my, my boom player is gonna be Ricky Pooh. Ricky Pooh. <laughs> Ricky Pooh. Of course, right. <laughs> I heard people saying, and, and I kind of went back and watched the replay. I think it was maybe Josh again, but they were saying he's playing a little bit of a Beckham role, and I could see it. And you know what? When he scored that goal against Toronto last year, you know, the big screamer, I was like, bruh, that is a 1,000% MLS version David Beckham goal. Like, even how he moves, how he plants his feet, how he shoots with the outstretch, you know, like he just – he looks like Beckham to me when he plays. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be really good. My bust player. Ugh. I'm going to say Chris Mavinga. Oh, that was my second choice. And by the end of the season, I think Gasseres will take a veteran role. And I think by the end of the season, our starting left backs are going to be 
Sega and Jalen Neal, who looks like a absolute unit. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about Jalen Neal too. He played the full ninety both games, and he played and the he full looked- ninety. He played almost the full ninety at the U.S. game I went to, and he was a baller. Yeah. Oh yeah, against Serbia. Yeah, hmm. I went. Yeah, it was cool to see Dan too. They gave him the armband. Oh, Dude, really cool. he was balling out. Okay, but yeah, Jalen Neal looks so so promising, and I've said this from the first time I seen him play. He looks very mature on the ball, makes very mature decisions. He just looks like a mature all around player as of right now. Like he can definitely hold his ground in the MLS, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think Jalen. He kind of like in in terms of like structure and build, he kind of reminds me a little bit, and it's gonna sound weird when I say this, but in the way they are built, that he kind of reminds me of like Kai Havertz, you know, like maybe like maybe if Jalen were to like, you know, maybe he's bulking, maybe he's lifting weights this off season, but um, dude, I'm telling you, if he keeps getting consistent minutes, like he's gonna be an absolute beast, and he's gonna be huge for our back line. So I'm stoked for him. Um, dope, dope, dope. Okay, so then that just leaves uh pre- season predictions at the outset. I mean, I'll go first. I think we end up in the top five. I think we figured out like we were not like all of our emotions aside, we were playing among the best at the end of last season, and like our problems are gone. Like Kevin's gone. Also, we have problems in that like we don't have adequate replacements. Everyone and their mom is making the playoffs now. So I think we end up top five in the West. I'm going to say number four, Mike. Um, I'm going to say we finish in the top five as well. I'm going to say we finish in fifth. Okay. I think that seems nice. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Timmy. Hmm. I'm going to say we definitely for sure finish in the top five, but I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say we finish third. Okay. Okay, I think we can do it. I mean, yeah. if Ricky goes off, dude, like that's one hundred percent, we could do it. That I mean, imagine, imagine she just hurt for a while, right? I hope not, but imagine mm-hmm. he's hurt for a while, and you get Boyd, Memo, and mind you, we haven't even talked about fucking Costa. Like he's Jeez, not even around anymore. But um, I think Boyd, when he heats up, I think Memo is going to surprise people. Dayon yeah. and Ricky and fucking Brookman and Delgado smashing people in the middle. Like, there's Gosh. potential, dude. I mean, there it, is. as deflated as I am, like, you have to look at it on paper and be like, okay, they're not complete ass, you know? Um, And Kevin Cabral is gone. Who's going to go off this year? My MLS, my MLS yeah. MVP candidate for the year above Ricky Push is Kevin Cabral. Breakout season. Let's go, Kevin. Really? Let's no. go, Kev. You have a fan in me, Kevin. I'm I love you, Kevin. Around. I'm fucking around. Man. I'm not. I love Kevin. I don't, man. He really ruined the sport for me. He looks nah, dude. dude. You're exaggerating. We've got so much mid on our roster throughout the past few <laughs> That's years. True. But That's no, true. But no, but because but the thing Kevin is, it's like we saw it in Kevin. We saw like, hey, That's man, the... maybe if you have the, maybe if something in your brain one day just turns on, you're electric. But I don't know, man. Let's go, was... Kevin. It was literally the hope that killed me. That's yeah. what that's what fucking killed me, man. Yep. Like we see it. Like we know what he wants to do, but he just couldn't do it. And it's Dude. like <laughs> in my in my all of time of watching a galaxy game, I have never screamed and raged at a player as I did Kevin 
oh my god like i felt oh, bad man. afterwards but like damn like it was just frustration because we know what we could he could have done oh one yeah. percent. i agree i agree. all right well that is uh that is a solid solid first season preview we'll be back on the, i'm calling it on the other side of the game after el trafico oh quick predictions for el trafico duh Ooh. Uh, I didn't I even want to touch the game at the Rose Bowl. Medium. We'll just see what happens. But score. Oh break. man. Um, you go first. Count. Mm, we win two to one. Okay. Oh shit. Oh, like last time. Yeah. You Tim. Fudge. I say we draw two two. I was I was gonna say something more in line of a draw as well. I think it plays out to be a one-one stalemate in the rain in sunny Pasadena, California. The only reason I say that we win is because one, we played the champs last year and beat New York City two-one. Mm-hmm. Remember or three? True. Remember. Mm-hmm. And two, the thing that LAFC fans don't understand is how massive the championship hangover is in this league. True. Um, true. True. So I think they're gonna come out all like dongle swinging and then maybe get punched in the mouth a little bit. Surprise! Yeah, but um, you can only. It is def- Yeah, it is definitely gonna be a party for them though. Oh, of course. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Timmy. Where can they find you? They can find my Twitter at Spicy Taco One One Eight and my IG is Spicy Taco Eighteen, and you can keep up with us and the rest of the G Thirty Crew at G Thirty Podcast on everything. Hey, Mike. Where can they find you? Uh, you guys can go ahead and find me on Twitter at CFC Michael. And if you'd like to come give me a follow on Instagram, you do that as well at Michael CFC. All right. And I'm Count Jocks of 86. And you know what, guys? You know, you know, I'm going to try and get a little present for uh, next time. Hmm. Get a friend of ours on here. Huh. A present. Oh. Interesting. I wonder who. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I. I don't know, man. You're you're full of surprises these days, Count. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side yeah. of El Trafico. Peace. Later. Yeah.